Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a discussion about Luke Smith's message to the community in the TWAB, the Bungie Weekly Blog Update. We recently just had a discussion about Destiny 3. I feel this is well-timed, Luke addressing the community directly. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, or if you're watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now. Come on in and watch twitch.tv slash say no to rage, or look up say no to rage in the Twitch app or on Twitter. Come in, hang out with us, join the conversation. These have been really, really good. A lot of people have been coming in from the other platforms and submitting questions. I break the talks into three parts. So the first section, I just want to talk about what did he say? What did he say? Second, kind of like, what does this mean? What is what what is he actually trying to, to communicate? What, what does it mean? And then lastly, let's talk about how we think this probably relates to Destiny 3, as this is a very, very big shift in everything with respect to the future and the cadence of content and what Bungie's plans are for the franchise. So first, let's just talk about what he said, and I probably shouldn't have started The Forge because I do want to read what he said, and uh, we may end up... Actually, I'm just going to abandon the activity so I'm not dead weight for some poor team that's in here that'll they'll matchmake and fill my spot. So... He opened up by saying, Our sincerest thanks to Activision helped us bring Destiny to our players and Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios for helping with other parts of the game as well. And he talked about how, you know, they're currently readying Destiny with the content that will appear in the upcoming uh, season. Because uh, he even says, he says, Thank you, Vicarious Visions, who helped establish Destiny on PC, work with us on Warmind, and is currently readying their Destiny swan song with content that will appear in the season of the Redacted, which is Season of the Shadow. So, Vicarious Visions is still in the, they're still in the picture for, for now. Obviously, he's, he's indicating this will probably be the last thing they work on with them. And then... He starts to address the community in the future. He says, In the short term, we are continuing to build the content we have promised for the annual pass. We've learned a lot from Black Armory. We will apply to future releases. Most notably, we would like the beginning experience of content drops to be a better point of convergence for the player base. In Black Armory, we set the power requirement for the first forge too high, and that meant it wasn't a great chance to jump into something new. We want to find the line between new content that many players can play and aspirational content for players to progress toward. We're exploring improvements to catch up mechanics for players in the upcoming seasons. So I think that's a very very in tune address right there. He's in tune with what happened with Black Armory saying they're going to make good on the annual pass as well as make adjustments along the way that they learned from Black Armory. Then he says lastly, long term Bungie is committed to destiny. We created the universe and we hold its future entirely in our hands. The vast majority of the team is hard at work envisioning future experiences, enemies, and ways to play the Guardian you've been building since 2014. We're going to keep doing that. That, I think, is an important message as well. The vast majority of the team, meaning most of Bungie, is eyes on the future of Destiny. They did get the money from NetEase for what we think is a mobile game, that's probably a portion of the community or the company, I'm sorry, working on that, okay? Then he ends by saying, we're thinking about what it means to be truly independent, what it means to self-publish, and crucially, what Destiny's future can now look like for our players. It was a busy fall, it's going to be a busy year. When I look ahead and I think about Destiny and where it could go, I see a bright future with roots in a memorable past 
not everything has been lost in the dark corners of time see you soon so that last line about how the future of destiny has roots in a memorable past and then he says not everything has been lost to the dark corners of time obviously that got everybody's attention like is he talking about vog is he talking about you know d1 so that was luke's message to the community and i think it was well written and it was well said like the, addressing the immediate concerns about what's the annual pass going to look like what's going on with high moon and vicarious visions he clearly is doing a little salute to them and a send off and then he it, eyes eyes forward on the future and what they have planned which it seems to indicate in this in this message from him they have a lot more they want to do if most of the if most of the company the vast majority was his phrase is focused on the future of destiny i don't think we have to worry about destiny 3 which this almost even indicates we, they may be losing the number system so that's what he said the, the, the takeaway from that is they're committed to now and they're committed to the future and that should be encouraging to fans of destiny now what does this mean the second part of the talk here what does this mean for us I think players can be confident in the present annual pass deliverables not just being delivered but being bettered because he was transparent and honest about how black armory wasn't that well received and they learned some hard lessons he also indicated that the 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 delivery of those is going to continue they're not like cutting anything they're not dropping anything so both the the schedule is going to be honored as well as the quality it sounds like is going to be improved and that's exciting that should give you confidence about the here and now in destiny it also means i think that d1 may be playing a part in the future deliverables for destiny two or just destiny in general mentioning a memorable you know roots in a memorable past and not everything's been lost to the dark corners of time he's clearly drawing our gaze backwards like look at d1 we're not done with destiny yet we're not done with our past we're not these things are not all gone they're not all lost now in his mind he could be just saying the franchise has a great memorable history and we're not done we've got a long way to go and this is kind of where we came from and we're always going to honor where we came from but it did seem to me like a little bit of a hint of like you know, draw your attention back to Vogue. draw your attention back to one of the one of the eras of destiny that is looked on fondly i mean we all know destiny one year one wasn't the best but vog has always been sort of hailed as one of the crowning jewels of destiny's life because even when Paul Tassie wrote an article sort of comparing Division 1's launch and Destiny 1's launch. They both were rocky, and he really pointed to Vault of Glass as being a bit of a saving point in the life of Destiny. The other thing I think we can say here is we've all said how fun it would be to go back two elements of destiny one and leaving all that behind feels like wasted capital it's just a lot of value back there a lot of great times a lot of great raids a lot of great locations strike quality is not amazing in d1 but the locations themselves are obviously nostalgic and beautiful bungie's always been very good at creating really good environments as well as really really good encounters so as far as what it means i'm not going to read the tea leaves too deeply here about like oh we're getting vog back or oh we're getting destiny one added to destiny 2 but i do think he's hinting at something from the past coming forward whether it's immediately now in september or just their ideas about what they could do with destiny long term beyond the annual pass beyond what is more than likely a decent sized dlc for september he also indicated that vicarious visions 
is sort of sending off their swan song with Penumbra. Penumbra is the last piece of the annual pass delivered this summer. I don't know what that means for September and the next DLC. I was operating under... This was not an informed assumption, but there was a part of me that thought Vicarious Visions did such a good job with Warmind, maybe they're working on the next BL, the next big DLC, the the content that'll be coming in September. It seems like that's not the case. That their last contribution will be Penumbra in the summer, which means whatever we're getting, if we're getting anything in September, that would be being designed by Bungie or another unnamed studio. And at this time, I don't think there is another unnamed studio. So if we get anything in September, it will be something that Bungie has created. And that's in doubt at this point for me from this letter that getting something substantive in in September is in doubt because if their eyes are on the future, September might not be a part of that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Let's think about what he said and how it informs Destiny 3. This will be our last part before we go over to do Q&A. With respect to Destiny 3, I think what he said really informs a lot of what we said yesterday, and it's that De- Bungie is so committed to the franchise, they don't want to let go. They're, they're not, they don't seem to be all too... They're not satisfied. I would say they're pleased with the franchise and how far it's come. I think you can be pleased with something that's had rocky moments and and an imperfect history, but I don't think they're satisfied. I think they would like things to get significantly better and to improve in a, in a, in a large, large way. And I think we're starting to see that just in the language that's used as well as Bungie's commitment to say we're going to part ways with Activision and we their continual language has been we want to build the game that you guys are wanting we believe this is the destiny that players want this message seems to lean forward maybe considering let's leave the number off right he was very consistent about saying hey uh, we're, we're investing in Destiny. They're investing in Destiny. There wasn't any talk of Destiny 2. Now, that might have not been the right language for the time, but it almost seems like maybe we're going to be dropping the numbers. They could get to a point where it's like we've said on the podcast on Monday, 30 and so game said, maybe they just go with the name Destiny and it just becomes this giant world they keep adding to and then they don't have to worry about you know numbers and then the, the, the title always changes. Right now we're playing Destiny Forsaken. Whenever it was Destiny Rise of Iron, like Rise of Iron was the title screen, right? That's that becomes kind of the the title of the game. That could be something that is that is on the horizon as well. And it could be if if that's the if that's the approach, they want to expand the universe, they want to expand the franchise, that could again mean that we're not going to see anything substantive in the immediate future and it could also mean that the next big delivery, what we would consider to be quote unquote Destiny 3, could be getting shoved all the way back to 2021. Uh, a lot of us kind of think that more and more now that we've looked at it and considering console launch dates and the like, moving forward uh, to a more seamless and large world would be better for the game, but I also think if they were to do that, it's going to take time. This isn't something they can just deliver, you know, in in a couple of months or even in a year. Uh, especially if a lot of our predictions and our 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 thoughts about they need to pivot to another engine, that also would take a significant amount of time and would be, I think, a, a challenge and a, and a hill for them to climb. That presently. They're, they may be scoping out and thinking like, how long can this take? 
I, to, to end this here, I am thankful to have him address the community so directly and to speak to a lot of not just the immediate concerns about annual pass, the future concerns about the franchise, but also owning this transitional period of Black Armory being rocky, we're learning, we're making decisions and pivots and changes in accordance to what people have been saying. So I'm I'm hopeful. This gave me more hope about the future of the franchise. Obviously, when they they drop a publisher, everybody's like, "What's going to happen? What's you know what's going on?" Hearing directly from him, I think, was a really really good move. So we're going to transition to Q and A. If you are listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, any of the podcast platforms like Anchor and the like, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv/slash Say No to Rage, or just look up Say No to Rage. Come on in and join the conversation. Join the Q and A. If you're here live, that's what we're switching to. So get your questions submitted. As always, I appreciate you watching, listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.